Hey kids, it's your old pal Gorag the Slayer. How the hell you doing? Tonight's podcast is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Let's make your custom button design a reality. Lone Star Buttons offers their products in different sizes and shapes. Not only that, your ideas can take other forms as well. That being round mirrors, rectangular mirrors, bottle openers, just an assortment of inexpensive yet deadly advertising items. To get in touch with Lone Star Buttons, you can email info at LoneStarButtons.com or you can call the owner, Adam Stimpy Jones, at 281-798-1996. Tell him Gorag sent you when you want to suck on his hairy tits. Oh, baby. Mm -mm. Don't that butter my business. Also, if you want to take part in the show, that being sending in news stories or friend questions, you can email the podcast at rotwpodcast.gmail.com. Who want to hear from you? Not. Coming to you pre-recorded live from the Atomic Age Studio A in beautiful Pasadena, Texas. Hey, it's the everybody. Podcast uh, thanks for listening to Revenge of the World, Deer, episode 126. Yes. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Gabe, that dude, Dieter. Ooh, bringing Ooh. it back. Uh, and I'm here with Bitchin' Brennan Birch. Hey, what's up, creeps? How you doing? What's up, dude? Uh, we're, we're missing a person, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we're missing a person. Our guest this week, uh, Josh Higgins, uh, found himself getting sick this yeah, week. Yeah, the clap, right? Yeah, he came down with a case of, uh, was it conjunctivitis of the nipples? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we wish him a speedy recovery. We're looking at maybe booking him again in the future if he wants to come back after his adventure in thailand Ooh, uh going to see the lady boys hey, you know <laughs> whatever floats your yeah, boat judge not lest ye be judged right <laughs> oh this is true yeah he might not be coming back <laughs> <laughs> not after this show. yeah not for this show yeah yeah um so what's up brennan how you been oh man uh i don't know <laughs> i feel bad because i feel like i always tell poop stories <laughs> you gotta let it out man this yeah. is your catharsis you gotta let it out that's indeed but there's a dude that I work with. Oh, love story coming up. That I've never seen. I've only seen his shoes. All right. And apparently he and I are on the same poop schedule. Yeah. We frequently find ourselves sitting on the toilet in the Were we talking and... about uh, fellow Vans wear or? No, it, it's it's work boots. Orthopedic. But it's, it's, not, it's, it's not the shoes that are how I identify this individual. I know it's always the same guy. Are they steel toe or can you see his toes curl There's underneath? Still, the, no. Uh... Still toe. It's all, it's all business, man. We're, we're a place of business. Gotcha. So it's it's not his shoes that I used to identify him. It's the smell. Oh. And it's not the smell of his poop, uh-huh. mind you. It's his the, natural musk. It's, it's, it's his natural essence. Nice. I'm, I'm not sure exactly how to describe it other than it smells as though this individual is using a Whataburger as deodorant. <laughs> like, it's just grilled onion city man nice like every time i come in the bathroom to you know for my afternoon appointment it's always me and this dude and he's in there just grilling fajitas man dude is he a big guy i don't know you don't know i don't know i've never seen him i don't know who it is but regardless i know it's the end of the day Mm -hmm. but we're also people that work in an office yeah and with working in an office comes a certain social construct that we all have to adhere to in order to make it a more pleasant place to work Mm -hmm. and if you know that your body is emitting chili like odors i feel like you should keep some deodorant in your desk i i agree with that yeah i mean me personally i'm very conscious about that when i wake up in the morning it's eight strokes up and down on both arms uh-huh. you know i i don't i can't leave the house without that at least and i mean i just feel like you should be more considerate of the people around you did i ever tell you that i don't wear deodorant no huh but you thought i did <laughs> 
Well, you, see, that's the thing is you, you don't emit a smell. You don't yeah. emit a stink. Well, I might I might right now. But, uh, uh, I don't smell you. Okay, thanks. Yeah, but I don't know. It's it just it's become a real issue, and I'm not sure if I should address it. Like, should should I just talk to this dude under the stall and be like, "Yo, what's up, man? <laughs> you gonna do something about that?" Or uh, I wouldn't be in the next stall over because he could probably identify you. But if you just well, there's only there's only two stalls. There's two stalls and two urinals. I'd put That's your it. head in into the bathroom and just talk to the guy. Yeah, because you don't want him to identify your shoes. That's true. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, man, I think every office has some kind of uh, issue with that kind of stuff, you know? I, I just don't feel like body odor is excusable. I feel like that's a thing that you control. There's no... it's it, you can you, you, But you don't know this guy other than when he opens his ass. Here, here's the thing, though. It, it You can, at the very bare minimum, you can go to a dollar store, and for one dollar, four quarters, you know, two games of Street Fighter, you can take care of this problem for a week. Yeah. You know? Maybe you should... uh leave it in that stall yeah maybe yeah just buy one leave it in the stall put like put a ribbon on it and say hey man for mr x yeah <laughs> for mr x that likes for, for, for the, the greasy strangler for the number two with cheese yeah you know oh man, oh, man. that's that's it's pretty rough uh what else uh i started playing doom the old school doom no the, the new the new one, one. Oh, okay. uh th- there's a new one that came out well it's not new anymore it's, it came, came out like 2016 i think but um, it was on sale on PlayStation Network for like 14 bucks. So I was like, okay, whatever. Wow. I got 14 bucks. And I bought it. And it was great at first. I was really into it. It's like this super gory, stupid, cheesy, new metal soundtrack. And like, you know, total garbage junk food entertainment. Yeah. That's exactly what you need. You don't yeah. have to be a smart person to be good at Doom. Okay. You know, you just got to be present. And as I started playing it and getting farther into it, I started having like anxiety issues. Hmm. And... What I realized was happening is like it was kind of like triggering like a sort of like PTSD from my actual like experience in war. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> like I, I don't normally play first person shooter games because of that. Yeah. Because you know, like the gunfire kind of wigs me out. I mean, and I'm not gonna sit here and like pretend that I had some sort of like hardcore Black Hawk Down experience in Afghanistan. It wasn't. I I did not have that crazy experience. I was in the freaking Air Force. Mm-hmm. But you know, there was gunfire. There were things that exploded, and you know, some of that stuff does make me a little nervous. So I. Fourth of July and, you know, New Year's Eve tend to be a little rough for me, but otherwise I'm pretty okay. I'm not, I don't have to be on medication or anything like that. You're not born on the 4th of July. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But in playing this game, I was like, I just started finding myself just feeling like really like panicked, like something was actually happening. I was like, oh, I need to stop playing this right now. And it was, it was a very strange experience to be dealing with. And and like, I was totally conscious of the fact that I was just sitting here on my couch, like playing a video game and, you know, my girlfriend sitting next to me doing schoolwork and, you know. That sounds creepy. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was, just, it was <laughs> very strange. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm still kind of processing what I'm supposed to do with that because I really want to keep playing the game. That's what sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really good. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. But just like there are parts of it that just get to be kind of too heavy. And I'm like, whoa, I need to back away from this. Uh, <clears throat> what I've heard about PTSD in, in, in vets is that it's a lot more frequent in the branches of the military that don't hunt the the bad guys yeah like when you talk about um like i don't i don't don't even know what you would call them like like people that actually like went and kicked down doors and stuff like yeah yeah yeah. well um i don't know about like fallujah ptsd all fucking day like every everybody's gotta have that shit but when you're like say fighting in the desert you know open open warfare Mm -hmm. fighting uh it seems to be not as bad 
because those people were on the offensive. Right. Whereas when you talk people that were in like convoys, army convoys and stuff like that, it's a lot more prevalent. Right. I don't know what it is, man. Yeah. Our brains are weird. Yeah. I can definitely see how that would be like different, you know, as far as like being the aggressor in a situation like that, you're a lot more in control. Mm -hmm. Whereas it's like hunter and prey. Yeah. Like a lot of my experience was like, you know, waking up in the middle of the night and just hearing something whistling as it was about to hit the ground and hearing an alarm go off, Mm -hmm. you know, and then just like everybody bugging out and going somewhere, you know, getting to a shelter. And was that, was that, I don't know what that was. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, it was just I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, you don't have to relive this, Brennan. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. This, this isn't right. therapy, but you're, you're good. You're good. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was just like I don't know. It, it was a really weird thing to experience. Like it's it's yeah. been a while since I've had like any sort of residual experience from anything that happened over there. And I mean, again, I I'd like to say you know I did not have the Black Hawk Down experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, my experience was very relaxed compared to what a lot of people went through. And you know, I would yeah. never like overplay or oversell like what i actually experienced there but yeah it was just really strange to be kind of dealing with that in like a real what would seem seemingly be like a very innocuous way like a video game you know mm-hmm. I, don't know. I don't know either man yeah, i don't was, know either it's pretty weird you know while we're on the topic uh i got these these friends that uh are always talking about like the prepper type lifestyle yeah and how they wanted to be want to be loaded down with with weapons mm-hmm. and ammunition and f- food and uh, talk about killing people that are trespassers yeah. and, and like defending yourself and all that. And I'm, and I flat out told one of the guys, and I know you're listening. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I got, I got to say this, but uh, I would rather take my own life <laughs> than go play army uh when i didn't put my ass on the line you know yeah it's i would be degrading myself (laughs) if i did that and i know a lot of people that just enjoy that kind of lifestyle and never served in the military yeah and that's fine for other people i don't i don't you know mean any harm towards them but for me to talk the talk and not walk the walk it would be like i I wouldn't be able to live with myself So many, like, I think what a lot of those people, like, don't realize is essentially what you're doing is just creating uh, what would be in a first person shooter, a weapons drop. <laughs> you're, yeah. ju- you're, you're just you're just going to be a, a an ammunition drop for someone else mm-hmm. because you're, you're making yourself a target. Yeah. You know, you've got food, you've got electricity when a lot of people don't. Well, right. you know, you're not as good as you think you are. Right. Like, there are guys that have trained for years that wouldn't be able to, like, fend off a lot of people coming to their property and more than likely they're the ones that are going to take you yeah it's, it's probably going to be those guys because they don't they don't need to hoard they'll take over your farm they've got legit skills hours yeah enough to get all the get all your canned food out of your dugout <laughs> yeah. basement they've, they've got a truck and a knife that's all they need yeah. <laughs> like, there are scary people out there that are just going to rob you that's that's really what the preppers are ultimately becoming i think yeah <laughs> anyway Okay, so what about you? What have you been up to? <laughs> Glad you asked, Brennan. Uh, my weekend was so great. Like, I, I hung out with your son mm-hmm. overnight. He was a blast. Always so entertaining. Yeah. Like, he's always on. Yeah, he is always on. I can't wait to hear his type five <laughs> when he has it. Uh, and then just Monday took a big dump on my head, like, oh, yeah. in the worst way. And I'm still here. Yeah. 
and I'm, my brain is fully functioning, thank God. But uh, so I have this say close friend. Okay. And I'm it could be a friend, could be family. Who knows? I'm just saying friend uh, that's going through some legal issues right now. And they're very nervous. Yeah. So I've been the one taking that person to court. Okay. And I've been doing it for a few months. Hmm. And uh, it's hard. Like, you care about this person more than almost anybody around you. Yeah. And you get to court today, and it's not just a it's not just a run-of-the-mill court appearance. Something's actually going to happen today. Okay. And they fucking kick me out of the courtroom because they have to make room for everybody else. Wow. So the person I'm with is already nervous, and now... I'm not there, you know, Right to, you know, pat him on the back, tell him it's okay. I stood out in the hallway with all these people and for about an hour and a half, not knowing what's going on. Right. It drove me nuts, man. Not, not just because I didn't, I didn't know what was going on, but just, I don't think it's right to not have someone there with you. you right. Know? Like say, say it was me. I would want somebody there with me. Right. If I was possibly going to jail or you know who knows what's going to happen you right. know uh i just think that it's a cold system they booked too many people for the the that time frame today mm-hmm. and you know i don't think it's right yeah it's and that's up. my complaint yeah <laughs> but not only that uh i got two people watch because i'm a fucking my eyeballs my senses were on high alert and uh there are a lot of people in in their pajamas. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that smelled really bad. Yeah. Uh, a lot of loud people. Uh, a lot of people going to jail and being like really weird about it. Like you, like in a different way than you would think. Because uh, this one guy was was telling his I guess girlfriend that he was going to jail and that to put money in his commissary. Mm. Uh, his family was like really loud and like uh, kind of. Not frantic, but joking. Like yeah. they were having a uh, a little like five minute party. You know, yeah. he's been to jail before. I I, I gather, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were playing uh, music on their phone really loud and like just you know having a, a five minute party. Then wow. everybody dispersed. The guy went uh, somewhere and and it was over. Wow. So you had like all this mayhem mm-hmm. for a few minutes and and it was over. It yeah. was really interesting. Uh. So then I thought I was going to go to work. It was like, this is this, this thing's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the shit part of my day's over. I can go to work, have a good time, do my job, do what I'm good at. Right. Um, but no, they want this person to go two blocks over and fill out some paperwork. And this person is not very mobile right now. Right. Uh, so I had to help them like hobble for city blocks like you've been downtown to that area like these buildings are enormous like to go two blocks it's a it's a trek it's not easy it's not easy and and we had to walk it because our car was parked somewhere right and uh man it was just it was crazy because you go to you go to the building they had metal detectors inside i was like oh great this again okay so i start taking off my stuff the security lady was like uh clients only and like i was like oh shit well 
I'm not a client, so I have to go outside with all these other people. Right. There must have been 50, 60 people out on that sidewalk, and they it looked like a scene out of fucking Taxi Driver. Yeah. There were all kinds of people out there from, you know, people that got in trouble or their friends didn't got in trouble. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just really interesting to people watch. He had all kinds of people. Right. Like, there was a guy that straight up looked like an 80s pimp. He was in a uh, like shiny suit with a fucking big hat. Wow. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, cops were like strolling by on some kind of, I don't know where they were going, but they were going back and forth past this building and just tons of cops. Like yeah. they're not on patrol or anything. Hmm. It's just they were walking from one point to another. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I should have asked like, hey, where are y'all going? Um, hmm. So on top of all this. The babe has a flat tire in the morning, like oh, as God. I'm leaving. And, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you know, she calls me crying um, because she's really upset that her insurance tow truck person gave her a bunch of shit and, like, didn't do the right thing. So now she's fucked and, like, she has to get her brother to come pick her up and take her to work. And she works in the Bay Area. It's like, yeah, you know, it's it's a good 30 minutes away from the house. Right. Um, so it's just a big ordeal for her. And then I get done with, with this court thing and I have to go take care of that, do my husband duties. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I'm here. I'm fucking exhausted. God, dude. I'm like re sweating. Man. <laughs> uh, what a hell ride, dude. Yeah. That sucks. So, uh, but it's just those things that, that happen in your life, you know? Like, like I'm sure for the next month, I'm going to be thinking of these little things that that I observe uh, from this day and like, it'll work its way into everything I do. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy. Try and get some art out of it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure something's going to happen. So yeah, I saw um, ready player one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it was, it was okay. It was okay. Uh, it was, uh, it's meant for kids, you know, and it's got Nate loved it. Nate loved it. Yeah. He was, he was, he didn't really love the, the human part of it, but when it got into the video game side. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was all action packed fun. Mm -hmm. I loved it. It was great. Uh, and it wasn't like as, um, it wasn't as nostalgic as I thought it was going to be. Did you see it? No, I didn't. And here's why. (laughs) Okay. I saw a paragraph of the text of the book on Twitter and it was just like, it was a book. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was a book before it was a movie. Okay. And the paragraph in the book was just talking about how his car was like a DeLorean that was tricked out with all this stuff from other movies and blah, 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 blah. It was just, it was, it's nostalgia porn. And whenever I saw the trailer for it, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to watch this and see what it is. And what I saw was nostalgia porn. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not into nostalgia at all. Yeah. You know, that, that's just not for me. Which, I mean, really means that 90, let's, let's say 98% of pop culture right now is not for me. Yeah, I can see where you, you think that. Yeah. I mean, everything is based off a comic book, based off a book, based off a movie. Yeah. You know, like the two shows that I do watch right now are Fargo, based off a movie, and Castle Rock, based off <laughs> a bunch of books and movies. Yeah. You know, like they're in. And those I'm just kind of really giving a shot, 
you know, I mean, at least Fargo is like different stories that kind of take place in that same world or whatever. But I mean, so far, Castle Rock, I'm kind of eh about. But and th- that's why whenever I see something like Ready Player One, it just enrages me. <laughs> Let me. OK, I'll try to explain it like this. The nostalgia was not meant for the viewer of the movie. The nostalgia was for the characters in the movie because I don't want to give too much away. So spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Ready Player One, the the movie takes place in the future, like 2025, something like that. Um, Everything is like nostalgia based for these people, which Hmm. is eh, kind of where we're going. (laughs) Sounds familiar. But uh, like they're they're into it to an absurd degree. They're almost alien in their thought process. It's like almost like they're. It's another planet absorbing Earth's uh, uh, culture. You know, mm-hmm. it's like they're they're receiving uh, stuff from the '80s. You know, and they're all about it, kind of like we were in the '80s. Um, so for me, it it, it didn't take. It wasn't like um, they didn't overdo it because for them, this stuff is just av- avatars for them. Basically, I okay. mean, right. They were just choosing what they wanted to be. It was like a Halloween costume almost. Um, the stuff was cool because, you know, they it's kind of like the Batman movie where everything's kind of mixed in with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't think it was overdone. Uh, I'm not really... Of course, I love nostalgia toys. Yeah. But I, I would... I know what you're talking about, and I don't think it would fly with me either because... I, I, I just think that there's just been this really... I think it's boring. There's, you know? a, there's a very gross comic-conization of people now i didn't feel that from this movie okay that i find that very surprising mm. having seen the only seen the trailer and seen that one paragraph of the book so i mean it was more about the story it reminded me more of a harry potter story than okay than something nostalgic which i mean yeah any i'm i'm me anybody else could probably have a different opinion but right it didn't bother me it didn't even seem overly done okay but that's just me, dude. Yeah. That's my opinion. All right. Um, so, yeah, I think that's about it for me. <laughs> <laughs> 30 minutes in. <laughs> wow. Like, what the fuck? Man. Uh, you want to go to some news? Yeah, let's do that. All right. We all know what time it is. It's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends. I'm sorry. One more thing. Okay. <laughs> I saw uh, that um, that doc series, Dark Tourist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have not watched that yet. I'm curious about it, though. Uh, I was into the first couple episodes, but after that, like the curtain started, mm-hmm. you know, cracking a little bit. And yeah. I, I kind of started to see it for what it was. And it yeah. was like, just kind of like, kind of like a production. Like, yeah, it was it was seen through the lens of this guy rather than what it actually is yeah. or going in depth on whatever subject this guy was looking into like I, i've read a couple of little things about it and kind of uniformly what i've seen is that the guy's kind of a prick kind of yeah yeah I mean, I mean, he's like, smarmy that, that's that's not who you want going to these places you want no. someone that's like curious and excited about it you he kind of uh blows through a lot of a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and forms an opinion about it without 
putting much thought into it. Right. He's just, I don't know. It seemed like most of his opinion was like, oh, gee, these people are weird. Yeah. And this is weird. And I don't know. Well, like what that reminds me of is like, I saw an article recently where they were talking about, you know, that the guy, Gordon Ramsay, the, the chef that yells at everyone. Yeah. Uh, he's going to do a TV show where he goes to countries, he goes to other countries or whatever, and he learns about their cuisine and he cooks competitively to try to do their thing better than them. Really? Yeah. And to me, that just seems really, how does, how would that even work? I, I don't know. I, I know like you're, you're going to go to Italy and make better pasta than these people. I mean, there there is a science and an art to it, but no, but no. I mean, like, I mean, there is a science and an art to you know the craft of cooking, but at the same time, you know, you can't go to a culture that has like thousands of years invested in doing this thing this way, and you know, there's so much that goes into that. You can't like learn that in two weeks and then do it better. You know, it's just it's. Well, I'm sure he has. I mean, the guy's he's been around the block, but when you. The thing is, for me, when you go into another country and you try to cook like them, yeah. who's tasting this stuff? Right. Is it natives from that country? Because they're they're going to have a completely different taste profile exactly. than you Exactly. It's do. like a whole different palate, yeah. But And at the same time, like, why would you want to do that? You know, I would want to go to those people and learn from them. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to learn about what you do, you know? Like, why would you want to, like, go learn about what they do and then, like, try British, to shit man. on it? Why do you want to shit? British. I know. Well, they heard uh i don't know they got it they got to empire everything it's just it's ridiculous man like why can't you just enjoy what people make and try to learn from them and because them? fuck you Brennan. exactly <laughs> uh oh man i'm not a big fan of that guy me either uh, he just seems i've seen him be sweet to people he's like nice to kids yeah like but he's a he's yeah. a real fucking ball busting prick to almost everybody else yeah unless he deeply respects you from, i can take like, him Oh, I'm sure most people could. He's, yeah. kind of, he's, he's a British prick. That's yeah. all. As far as like a list of people that I'd like to fight, I'll put Gordon Ramsay on there. He's on there? Yeah. It'd be cool to see... Well, no, he's dead, so... Who, Steve Irwin? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> the other chef. Uh, Anthony Bourdain? Anthony Bourdain, yeah. Choked the life out of that guy. I don't know, man. I, I think Bourdain was maybe a little too pressy to fight. Bourdain was insane into jiu-jitsu though i mean he he literally trained every day for like five or six years oh yeah that is true that is i mean true. you know yeah yeah i'm pretty I, sure yeah boarding could probably he's got he's got some choke in him yeah he could do it what were we gonna talk about could have i don't know the news <laughs> okay um so what do you think about this uh whole Infowars uh blockade that's gone down <laughs> Well, let me tell you, I think it's goddamn hilarious. <laughs> it is pretty. It is pretty hilarious. I mean, as, as a person that does participate in a podcast about conspiracy theory, yes, it does make do. me a little nervous. But oh, come on, yeah, I'm nervous about what? If anything, we're going to get sued for music rights before anything else happens. <laughs> hey, <laughs> man, come on. But I mean, sue me for what? What are they going to exactly? Take? Well, you, you've got nope. I don't. I don't. <laughs> You know, I, I, I don't. What you see that I find that is, shocking uh, that your toy collection paper, is not paper cutouts. That's yeah. all it is. Okay, it's all a hologram. Yeah, it's <laughs> your, your Tupac hologram right there. Yep. Um, but yeah, I do think it's pretty hilarious. He was removed from iTunes. They removed him from Facebook. They removed him from YouTube. They refu- remo- uh, removed him from uh, Spotify. They removed him from Pinterest. Which, by the way, who the fuck is following Alex Jones on Pinterest? Like, <laughs> I'm sure somebody did. They gotta have those. Uh, all natural yeah. um, recipes. I don't know. You got to figure out how to patch your diamond gusset jeans with your MRE package. <laughs> yeah. 
But you left one out. Ah, yes. You porn. Yep, you porn. Apparently, there is a subgenre of InfoWars pornography that existed. There were. Uh, I'm sure you can still find it. Yeah, I'm sure you can still find it, but it's not on you porn anymore because nope. they took a stand. Your, your material is too smutty for you porn. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Yeah, man. I mean, personally, I think the worst thing that ever happened to Alex Jones was Donald Trump getting elected for him to finally have the ear of the White oh, House. Man. And, yeah, that ruined him. I mean, yeah, I mean, the just seeing him get behind a presidential candidate that actually succeeded is just like, like, if you believe in this whole shadow government and all this horrible things that are supposedly, you know, the boogeymen that are coming to get you, and for you to see a guy become the president and be like, yeah, he's okay, and not be distrustful of him, that just kind of blows your whole credibility, you know? Well, I think that Alex Jones has done some legitimate things. He's done some great things. He's done he's done more for conspiracies and, like, true conspiracies yeah. than anybody else has. I mean, other than, you know, people that aren't as big as him. But he's been co-opted by the right wing. Exactly. I mean, he... Like, the the far right. That's who he's going to for help. Well, his ideology used to be, you know, it wasn't necessarily far right. It was just... Anti-establishment. He was far out. Uh Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, he pulled to the right. And then Donald Trump got elected and was like, yeah, this guy's great. And he's like... I don't know. Finally got invited to the party and couldn't handle it. He, yeah, he couldn't he, handle the he's, fame. He's not made for this. No, he's he's not made for like a big spotlight. Nope. He's supposed to be a fringe character. Yep, and I totally agree. I I am just morbidly curious about this you porn content though. <laughs> <laughs> what what's could what? what could it possibly we'll, be? We'll look it up after the show. Maybe we'll close out with the audio of that. <laughs> um, yeah, who's the porn actor that's doing Alex Jones I mean, impressions? Maybe you could like shave Ron Jeremy. Nah, he's not that bad looking. I'm, I'm sure that there's like some sort of like kind of like chubby dad that's a little sunburned. <laughs> that's that they can do an Alex Jones. That's he's got the alcohol moon face. I mean, I don't know. When you look at Alex Jones, he looks like the guy that like bankrolls porn. You know, wouldn't be surprised if he did. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm not saying he's like you know actively participating, but he, no, he's, he strikes me as the kind of guy that could. No, he probably has nothing to do with it, but yeah. Definitely could see him. He, he has that look about him. Yeah. You know, <sighs> seems like a guy that made a lot of money selling boats and bankrolls porn on the side. <laughs> selling boats. That's perfect. Yeah. So besides him and what he's done to get himself in this position, because I do think that he's responsible for what happened to him. Oh, absolutely. But on the other hand, what responsibility do these corporations have censoring just this guy when there were a lot of people getting on that bandwagon well ultimately they're corporations mm-hmm. when their dollar starts to suffer they're going to change their content you know and whenever you have a bunch of people coming up saying hey why isn't this guy that's like doxing sandy hook families you know being censored but you know i got censored for saying you know whatever apparently they have taken down quite a few people yeah along with alex jones not just and it's like legit news organizations. I can't remember off the top of my head because my notes are fucking non-existent this week. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's kind of I think it's kind of shady that all these these corporations that are separate from each other are acting together to deplatform this entire this entire guy's operation. Okay, that kind of that worries me because the internet's supposed to give people power. Right. And 
all these separate corporations work together in a almost what coordinated behind the scenes effort which could be called uh a conspiracy (laughs) well here's the thing alex jones still has a website yeah you can get a show every day yes if you want to go get it you can go get it and and this is only gonna make him bigger is it i think so dude i don't know i really do i think that whenever you make it less easy for a casual to get it you gotta really want it you know yeah but really how long is this gonna last um what's what are the repercussions from this i mean Uh, who knows i mean there are a lot of people looking at what was done and i don't know man there there are people talking about um what is it called when when the state takes over a corporation looking at it like a utility rather than you know a private company the radio or something like that i don't know i I would like to think that they knew what they were doing Mm -hmm. i would like to think that alex jones knew what he was doing because you can't fucking do that you cannot i don't care if he believed in what he said or not yeah which is another thing these are like people that can't go to their children's graves you know yeah that's that's crazy like did did you see where uh, i guess it was his lawyer released like the like a, a family's address of like like a sandy hook family that i guess had gone after him or whatever and like the day after he was banned from like all these platforms or whatever released this family's address on youtube hmm you know, no, I didn't I didn't know about that. Yeah, it's like stuff like that is like that's this kind of stuff that makes me think, OK, yeah, maybe this guy shouldn't have everyone's ear. You know? Right. I mean, I think it's perfectly reasonable to take away like his access because he could not act reasonably, you know? Yeah. Alex Jones should be relegated to. He only works on like the a fringe. cable network show or something. Not it- not cable network, but cable access, yeah, cable access, podcasting. You know, I think he should he should be able to do whatever he does. You know, uh-huh. I mean. That, I mean, there Again, there needs to be like people like him, but he's made some bad decisions. I mean, yeah, it, it might be time for him to throw in the towel. Yeah, you know, he's made a lot least, of money, or at least fucking step away from his own organization. He can still collect the money. Yeah, just just retire. Don't, don't be there. It's not like he needs it at this point. No, you know? no, he doesn't. I mean, he might after his divorce is settled, but well, assuming that every that you know he gets really reamed in his divorce, he's still gonna be okay. Yeah, you that's know? true. Who knows? Makes a lot of money selling disaster buckets, man. Yeah. Buckets you can eat from, then shit into. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got? Uh, Anonymous versus QAnon. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. It is interesting. Um, I don't know how closely you've been following uh, this Q stuff. Oh, I, I've done a little digging. You have? Yeah. Have you... What are your sources, though? Um, because my sources are from the shadowy me- okay. neither world of uh, conspiracy people's conspiracy podcasts. Okay, um, you go first. <laughs> and I, I know, I know what you've you've sent me. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I really don't know what to think of Anonymous. Uh, I think they could have could be a co opted uh, government program because that. I don't know, man. If if everybody's anonymous, it could be anybody. It could be anybody that... That's the point. <laughs> exactly. Including the state. Hmm. And if they're trying to delegitimize something that the state doesn't want out in the open, then there you go. That's your motive for... But I mean, that's the exact same rules that QAnon's playing by. Exactly. Now, I totally agree with that. Okay. I totally agree All with right. that. But who's to say, like, what's going on? Well, this is just... The theory that I've seen. Okay. Um, there was a book that was written in 1999 mm-hmm. 
by a collective of like Italian leftists. And the book is called Q. And essentially what it is, it's like the story of like a person that uh, I think like the king of this country becomes a Protestant. And it's the story of this like Catholic spy that's going in and destabilizing this government by distributing false information. Mm-hmm. Now, this book was written by this, you know, this Italian leftist collective that has been writing these like, essentially they wrote this book and it was intended to be kind of an instruction manual. Yeah. And this thing was written in 1999. And the theory that i saw was that some some nerds from 4chan had read this book and kind of co-opted it and it's a prank 4chan man see that's the thing that was like all this fucking Q- geniuses well, that, in there that's what where, the, what are they doing that's where q and that's what q and on came from though it's yeah. it's all 4chan yeah you know yeah i mean it's just people doing stuff for the lulls that's all it is and whenever you get some normies coming in and they read all this they're they think that they're discovering the dark web hacker internet but it's a message board 4chan is a fucking message board yeah and that's what a lot of these normies don't realize, you know? And so they think that they're, like, being, having their minds blown with this, like, secret government information from an anonymous source. But Is, is it that secret? It's not at all. No. But, like, it, pe- it's, but okay, go ahead. people hear 4chan and they think, you know, the dark, creepy hacker internet. They think that, they think 4chan is the dark web. And it's not. <laughs> you know? They think it's, like, where all the secrets are at. And it's not. It's, no, it's a bunch of 13 year olds that play video games. Yeah, and like post really, like anime titty gifs. I, I don't get that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I it is. I don't get that uh, people think that though. But see, the thing is, I that think pe- that it's just the platform that is. I mean, you could do it on Reddit, I guess. Yeah, well, you can, but it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just a platform perfect for disseminating information. It's a platform disseminating, like perfect for disseminating bullshit. <laughs> yes. Because the thing is, most of the people that I think that are coming on the QAnon train. Mm hmm. Have never been on 4chan. They're getting this from conspiracy websites and from other places. They're not getting it from the source. Really? I don't think so. Hmm. I mean, have you seen like the pictures of like some of these people that were like showing up to the Trump the uh, Trump protest or oh, the Trump uh, rally? I think it was in Tampa or something. The Unite the Right no, thing? No, not the Unite the Right. The, there was like a rally in Florida somewhere. And it was all these people that came out for QAnon holding posters. Q, we are Q, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Those people don't go on 4chan. <laughs> uh i don't know i i really don't know i don't think so man uh i think it's interesting that the cohesion of q and and stuff that trump says and does mm-hmm. is weird if it's not real it's a weird coincidence i guess but again i'm not i'm not going to 4chan and yeah. reading this stuff I'm listening to the chitter chatter of a few conspiracy podcasts. See, people are getting a lot of that, those original posts and those original ideas third and fourth hand. But I do know that at least one of those sources goes to 4chan. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. It's so easy to co-op that shit, though. It is. So who's to say? Like, you can't just... The point of this whole conversation should be you can't trust anything you read anyway. So why are you getting your hopes up that something's going to happen or, you know, putting that information into action when it could be bullshit, which most likely it is. Most likely it's all bullshit. Oh, yeah. Including anonymous. Mm -hmm. So who do you trust? Nobody. Not a goddamn person. (laughs) Who do you trust? So, yeah, anonymous is going after QAnon. But who's to say that anonymous isn't just pulling a prank? You don't know. That's kind what? of part of the fun. See, this this whole thing is what is kind of fun about the whole Trump presidency. <laughs> what if QAnon is the FBI and and uh, Anonymous is the CIA? That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. And neither one of them knows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It would be hilarious if there wasn't a threat of constant nuclear war. <laughs> from who? <laughs> Indeed, from who? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, these Space Force logos. Yes. You're going to have to take leave. Trump wants campaign donors to vote on the logo for the Space Force. <laughs> God, uh, those are so bad. <laughs> I kind of like the first one. It's the, a little Star Trek y. I could dig it. The first one just looks like a shitty NASA logo. Yeah. And the second one looks like a sticker that you would give to a second grader. I think they should combine the two. <laughs> How so? <laughs> I don't know. Make one big shitty sticker. <laughs> God, it's they're they're so bad. And who designed this? Like that Space Force logo just looks like a NASA logo. That's like I don't know. Did I tell you I worked on the Houston Texans? Yes. Okay. Never mind that. Well, <laughs> okay. I thought you were gonna go somewhere with that. Did I? Uh, did I talk about it on the show? I don't think you've ever talked about it. No. So the NFL was expanding a into a Houston, Texas team, mm-hmm. and there were a few. I think I did I sign a non-disclosure agreement? I can't remember it. It's probably lapsed by now. Uh, <laughs> um, there were a few naming options that were on the table. Um, I thought for sure it was going to be the Houston Stallions uh, <laughs> because the Houston Texans is such a retarded name. It seems completely dumb. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking stupid. But that's exactly the kind of thing that like the average dude is like. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You're right. And uh, so, mistakenly, I chose to work on the Stallions logo <laughs> rather than waste my time on something that would never in a million years be picked. Yeah. Who's so, the Texans? I don't know. Uh, so, I did design a Houston Stallions logo that looked pretty cool. Yeah. It was uh, a horse's head. The horse was neighing, I guess. His mouth was open, <laughs> and, like, you could see his teeth. And uh, his, his uh, mane was, like, flames. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. Like it just looked fierce, you know? Yeah. Uh, but other than that, nothing. Nothing happened. Yeah. You missed out. Okay. Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> Could have used stallions, man. Whatever. Yeah. So these what space, else we got? Uh, these space war lo- sports logos are just awful. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. What are you going to do? Uh, they should just take the fucking Star Trek logo. <laughs> they should just like... I'm sure, I'm sure in the canon of Star Trek, the logo has... Uh, been created already for uh, Earth's like the first 2020 yeah. uh, Space Force, you know? It's true. <clears throat> I should have just went to the right person. Yep. Just- Me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Why are you trying to rework shit that's already been done, bro? Nostalgia. <laughs> what else we got? Okay. Why is uh, my phone being a bastard? I don't know. Nazis versus thousands of counter protesters that unite the right to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good job, guys. So, oh, man. Uh, this weekend in Washington, D.C. was the Unite the Right to rally. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Proud Boys uh, showed up, or, you know, whatever assortment of, you know, right wing. Okay. I got to tell you. Okay. I've read this article. There's some very tricky writing in there. Okay. And I have to cross-reference with something else. All right. Go ahead. Well, I, I've read a couple different articles about this. I just... Okay. This is the one that would seem like the most straightforward. But so only about 30 people showed up. Only about 30 of the white supremacists showed up. Mm-hmm. And thousands of counter-protesters showed up to kind of shout them down and, you know, do what counter-protesters do. Right. Because apparently uh, a lot of the people... Uh, this is like... I, I can't remember the name of the, the lead guy that kind of organized Gavin it. McGinnis. No, it wasn't Gavin McGinnis. Oh. Uh, 
he's he's the proud boy guy yeah which those guys also got banned from twitter which is kind of hilarious yeah we gotta talk about that yeah so um yeah th- he was saying that basically all the alt-right guys were too afraid to show up because so many of them have been getting outed and been getting like having their pictures taken at these protests and like people are like emailing these pictures to their boss and they're losing their jobs mm-hmm. so everybody's just like no we're not doing that mm-hmm. so you know I don't know what to say. Antifa works. <laughs> I guess so. For in some form. I mean for for this, for this function. Yeah. Great job, guys. Yeah. You know, they they've been pretty relentless over the past couple of years and you know, there are consequences. So now you're only getting thirty Nazis showing up at the protest is instead it, of three. Is 000. it Antifa or is it Black Lives Matter? Uh this is the Antifa that's showing up at this stuff. Okay. Black Lives Matter is very specific to, you know, police brutality. Right. You know. But this is like people like showing up. For the Nazis, you know? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the quote-unquote, the Trump Nazis, you know? Yeah. So. I forget the guy's name. Mike Stevens or some shit like that. Yeah. Hold on. I don't know. I, Steve Mike and Ninny? Steve Mike. That, that, Steve Mike was the name of the guy that uh, supposedly uh, played Andrew WK before the current guy. What? Oh, you've never heard all the Andrew no. WK conspiracy theory stuff? No. <laughs> we should get into that sometime. Oh, my God. I got a new tenfold tirade for next week. Yeah, dude. You, you need to dig into that. Nice. So, uh, yeah, all these, you know, Nazis are showing up and people are like, no. So for like, this is like their big thing. They, they got the police department to make a train car for them on the subway so they could all ride together to this thing. Damn. You know, like this was a a nationally organized event. There were people from Texas. There were people from all over the country that showed up and only 30 actually marched. Wow. That's crazy. Pretty awesome. So I don't know why now that's kind of why I'm like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, this, this I, seems... I think ultimately what it comes down to is people are, you know, tweeting at Jack wondering why they're letting all these like Nazis and <coughs> other people run rampant on their platform. And, you know, it's going to start costing them money. Hmm. That's that's what it boils down to. I don't know. I mean, I think that's what's, hap- what's ultimately happening with, you know, YouTube and with Facebook and all these other people. Yeah. You know, I mean, Facebook just lost what? How many hundred of billion dollars <laughs> in one day? I mean, I don't think. That, yeah, but I don't think that's, that was that's, the that, cause. No, that, that's, not, that's not exclusively the cause, but no, you know, I wouldn't even put that in the top ten. But no, I'm, I'm I'm just saying, you know, the the users are speaking, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, hey, we don't want to see that stuff. And a majority, whenever you have a majority oh. of the people that are participating in a platform, you know, it's it's not a violation of their freedom of speech. There, no one's going to jail over this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, ultimately, yeah, but it's it's a it's user driven content. I'm looking at it at them as a corporation. And they care. They are motivated by their bottom line. They are. But there's also a thing that when you make too many bad decisions and they all pile up on top of each other and you kind of fuck yourself over, which I've actually seen in real life in a real fucking corporation. Right. Uh, you pick the reason. It, these people get together and they pick the reason that they want the public to see. Mm-hmm. as the reason so that they don't have to look internally and point the finger at themselves okay so that's all i'm saying is that could be going on because okay. i don't think that this one thing and you know i'm i'm not bringing alex jones into this because he, he basically fucked himself over Doug is on great he's one of those corporations that made a lot of bad decisions exactly yeah. that's a yeah good point but yeah as far as as far as youtube goes They've been shooting themselves in the nuts constantly for fucking years mm-hmm. and haven't they're they're basically at the point where they have to do something to make people think that they're on the right track. 
Okay. I mean, if, that's the way I see it. And if getting rid of those, getting rid of Nazis is what they choose to do, that doesn't hurt my feelings. No, no, I don't. Well, I don't think so either. Uh, it's just, I don't know if calling someone a Nazi is the right thing to do if they're not a Nazi. How do you prove that? Like, well, with a lot of those YouTube channels, you can just look at the flag in the background. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I know, I know that's there, but. It's not the most popular thing, but you know, it's, it's, but I don't think this is going to save their platforms. I don't think it's even, I don't, I don't know if it's going to help. I, I don't, I don't know what the the goal is of this. I mean, yeah, we should, they shouldn't have a platform. If you're a Nazi and you fucking hate people of color, fuck off, die, just fucking die, but <laughs> die in a fire. Uh, but if you're not, then you should be left alone to do whatever the fuck, whatever, whatever you want. You know? And they're absolutely welcome to do whatever they want. They can more than create their own platform. That's true. You know? Yeah. No, no one is sending anyone to jail for anything that any of these people are saying. But, you know, whenever you are a private corporation, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can choose what goes on your platform and what doesn't. And ultimately, what dro- what goes on your platform is driven by the user. And if the user is like, hey, we have a real problem with all these Nazis, they're going to start cleaning house. That's what's happening here. What else we got, Brennan? Uh, I think that's about all the news stories, isn't it? No, no. I, I texted you a couple of them. Okay. R.I.P. Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Wrestlers don't live long, man. No, they don't. I saw a thing on Twitter recently. Uh, actually, this guy's been doing this every single time a wrestler dies. He like goes back and he looks at like SummerSlam '90 and just determines like which one is still like which of the wrestlers are still alive. Almost all of them are dead. Damn. Like, there's like two or three I think left. Wow. And wrestling's hard, man. It's hard on your body. It's a hard lifestyle. You know that the. the the touring and the travel and the way mm-hmm. those guys party, man. I mean, they're like 500 pounds of Motley Crue. You know? <laughs> they're doing all the same drugs that all of Motley Crue did at the same time. <laughs> That's true. You know, and then they go out and they fall 15 feet off of a ring into a table. Yeah. And then somebody smashes thumbtacks into their head. Yeah. <laughs> like over time. Yeah. You know, and, and it's sad because those guys are really entertaining and, you know, the pain pills. Yeah. The pain pills are killing people. Like, you know, every, all those guys are addicted to heroin, basically, and it's the only way they can get out of bed in the morning. Yeah, that's gotta hurt. That's gotta hurt to open your eyes. Yeah, it probably like you fucking just they have prob- that wall of pain hit your body. When, I'm sure whenever they open their eyes, it sounds like whenever I get out of bed and bend my knees in the morning. <laughs> sounds like someone lighting fireworks on bubble wrap. Nasty. Poor guy, man. You know, I mean, it's it's a. It's a live fast, die young profession. Yeah. Well, he wasn't that young, right? He was probably in his late 40s, early 50s. That's pretty young. Yeah. Like by modern standards, most pe- people but are living into their 90s now. Burning it at both ends like oh, that. Oh, yeah. That's, 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 he's, he's lived a long life. Yeah. He's, lived, he's experienced a lot of things. He's lived five lives. Lives an entire Motley Crue's worth of lives. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a bummer. Yes, sir. All right. We got? Me too. Hashtag me too. Oh let's, yeah. Let's dig another grave for yeah, old Gabe. To, let's dig to another grave. <laughs> so Chris Hardwick got all of his jobs back. Good, good for him. <laughs> I'm just Whoa. kidding. I'm just kidding. Wow. Hashtag joking. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the situation, apparently a couple months ago, he's a real asshole to date. Yeah, he's, he's a real garbage human to date. Uh, there was a woman that he, that was he was in a relationship with that came forward with uh, a lot of allegations of emotional and sexual abuse from this guy. 
And, you know... Your favorite host from The Walking Dead. Yeah, the, the guy that hosts The Talking Dead and all those Nerdist podcasts. And mm. I've actually read his book. He, he wrote a self-help book. No shit. Yeah, and I read it. And it's very it clear... made you a worse person. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's very clear that he was once an alcoholic. Oh, yeah. Because definitely. very... It was, the book was kind of like how to get your shit together and, you know, basically live live what Oprah calls your best life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but God, I've heard so many people say that. Yeah. Good and, for them, but it sounds a little annoying. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very annoying. But, I mean, the book was actually very, very helpful for, for me as far as, you know, kind of getting myself back in school or whatever. But it turns out you just have to be like an overly disciplined, you know, psychopath that controls every aspect of your life and, mm-hmm. you know, has to control everyone around you and makes you very unlikable. Yeah, that's ultimately what the guy's getting at in this book. But so, yeah, he just had these very weird controlling relationships with this woman that was, you know, 20 years his junior. Mm-hmm. And uh, the woman's name is Chloe Dykstra, who was the daughter of John Dykstra of Star Wars fame, the special effects guy. Oh, OK. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah, allegations come out. There's he, a long list of abusive things that he said and did to her. Yeah. That we don't need to go into detail, but basically... Yeah, the story's out there. It's very easy to find. It sucks to date that guy. Yeah. If you're her, especially. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the guy ends up getting his job back, uh, hosting The Talking Dead, and I guess Sunday night was, like, the premiere or whatever, and he went on there all teary-eyed, thanking everybody for giving him his job back, blah, blah, blah. Well, the way that he got his job back was... Uh, AMC hired a group to do an investigation. There's a, a law firm called Loeb and Loeb. And this law firm is, these are like really powerful, crazy lawyers, the kind of people that, you know, make bodies disappear, you know. And this law firm represented the Hearst family, you know, that own, you know, all, all the newspapers and, you know, Citizen Kane was based on the Hearst family. <laughs> and they're the people that are responsible for marijuana being against the law. <laughs> <laughs> literally yeah no i know yeah I know and the, story. the thing the thing that's kind of shady about that is that uh mr hardwick in his next relationship married a woman her name's lydia hurst hmm? yeah so the people that were doing his independent investigation for uh amc to verify whether or not he should be allowed to have his job back were lawyers for the hurst family no shit yeah kind of weird how that worked out isn't it huh well i'll be yeah <laughs> so that sounds like Someone got together behind closed doors <laughs> and coordinated an effort to get Chris Hardwick his job back, hmm. which could be called a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. We're full of them tonight. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the world we live in right now. Oh, man. So that's it. We're going to lightly skim over that story. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that, that's 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 what I got. Yeah. Um, I read that chick's... Um, that chick? Oh. Oof. Uh her essay yeah and i feel for her like i feel really bad for her because it seemed like she was just young and yeah could have got out at any time but didn't because she was young and inexperienced and you don't he took advantage of that you know just i don't know when dirt bags meet young inexperienced women it just never ends well you know yeah and that's all i gotta say about that Because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> no, that's how I feel, actually. So, um, Friend questions? Yeah, let's do some friend questions. Okay. Okay, uh, this week we have two questions from Jason Cowan. Uh, the first question is, uh, you, have, uh, you have to do a fantasy band draft. Vocalist, lead guitar, rhythm guitar, bassist, and drummer. Who are you taking? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I like Billy Sheehan on bass. Guitar. I mean, are these guys supposed to be in the same genre of music? So they no, play you, you well can, together. You can put together whatever you or want. It's just like the best of each instrument. You can put together whatever equals. you want. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, personally, I, I need 24 hours to think about <laughs> this. <laughs> well, the, the question has been on there for 72. Oops. So <laughs> Oops. Maybe uh, check your Google Doc. <laughs> uh, personally, I would just pick ABBA and have Aphex Twin. Like all, everything that Abra plays goes through a console controlled by Aphex Twin. Oh, so. nice. <laughs> uh, I would give Danzig lead vocals in Devo. That's pretty good. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and that's about it. Okay. I'll let him take Chuck Biscuits. Yeah. Chuck Biscuits and Danzig plus Devo equals. Can't name it. I don't yeah. know. Okay. Uh, and his other question is, uh, why is it so weird when I make conversation to the guy in the next stall? Well, uh, I think there are certain societal norms that are accepted and unaccepted. Yeah, you don't need to talk to somebody while they're pooping. Nobody, nobody no. wants to talk to you whenever their pants are around their ankles. No, nobody even wants to conversate at the urinal, much less. Oh, especially the fucking no. stalls. That's worse. Like whenever I was in the bathroom dealing with Whataburger guy earlier, like there were like two dudes at the urinals that were just like going on about fantasy football, like just. Mm. I, I, I'm just never going to be that guy that can just like pee and have a conversation with the dude. That's just not me. Mm-mm. You know, I need, I need some space. I don't even go in the bathroom if one person is in there. Yeah. No, I just want my privacy. Yeah. If I can get it. Solo op. Yep. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's just weird, man. You shouldn't do it. Just don't talk to people. Look at your phone. Like everybody else, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's any time that is, should be socially acceptable for you to just look at your phone and not talk to people. It's then. And really, I don't even like the phone being in the bathroom. I do it, yeah, but I, th- I still think my, you, you, you think fo- about my the phone f- is gross. You think about the particles. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else we got? We got uh, Raul Raul asks, why do, pe- why do white people love Bruce Springsteen so much? Man, I ask myself that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I hear a white guy go on and on about Bruce Springsteen, I'm like, yeah. give it a fucking rest, white guy. White guys love the boss, man. What is it? What is it, Brennan? You tell me. Well, you know, like I've never been a big Springsteen guy. Yeah. But just in I I did listen to some on the way home. And he's always just singing about, you know, like working people that are struggling. You know, mm-hmm. it's and I think most average white people are just kind of mediocre. And to have someone like sing about their mediocrity and make them sad just makes them feel something. Dude, I was about to say, like, his music makes you feel something. Yeah. Like, he's got, he can put feelings on you. I mean, through his music. When, when it's like emo for it 70s is. rock. It, it, you know? it's, it's emo for, like, white people, and which is very specific. Which is emo. Yeah. But, you know, like, when, when you've been sitting at your job, just like staring at a screen, watching a gauge, making sure it doesn't go above this line, but below this line, and you just feel like your entire <laughs> life is meaningless, you want to come home and listen to some music that, like, makes you experience some sort of emotion <laughs> so i guess that's it probably makes you daydream of being a trucker on the open road yeah <laughs> rather than sitting at a desk watching a needle okay and we actually have a follow-up question on this question that comes from josh higgins who was supposed to be our guest uh and that follow-up question is uh i'm deleting this portion of it. No, i'm just <laughs> kidding go ahead who would win in a fight between peak bring uh peak springsteen and peak billy joel Ooh, i got springsteen all the way you know Yes and no. Because, okay, Peak Springsteen is like... He's from Philadelphia, right? He's from New Jersey. New Jersey, he's that's a, right. 
Peak Springsteen is like Peak built- Joel was from across the river. See that that's that's part of it though. But I, I've got a thing on this. Okay. Okay. So Peak Peak Springsteen looks like a 22 year old roofer. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, he's pretty chiseled, little wiry guy. It looks like he lives on like hot dogs and beer and Marlboro Reds. Mm-hmm. You know, spends all day just hammering. So he's got that kind of that kind of white trash strength, that wiry white trash strength, <laughs> yeah. which is scary. You know, he, he might show up on meth. You don't know. <laughs> But Billy Joel, you know, if you look at pictures of him, you see his nose is a little crooked. Mm-hmm. Do you know why his nose is a little crooked? Because he got a beat down from somebody. No. Or gave one. Because Billy Joel, because he lived in, I think he's from Brooklyn, and he took piano lessons. He's kind of a, he's considered a little sissy boy in the neighborhood, had to take boxing lessons as well. Oh. So he's, 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 he's trained in the dance, man. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you put those two in a ring to fight, just no holes barred, you don't really know because at the same time, whereas... You know, Springsteen has his little methy energy from New Jersey. You know, Billy Joel has backing from Pennsylvania and New York. See, because, you know, Allentown, people, working people from Pennsylvania love that song, Allentown. (laughs) And being a New York guy, he's got the New York tough guy. So you don't know which crazy fan is going to shoot the other guy. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, the whole tri-state area is like potentially in a civil war. Where does this fight take place? Is it in an alley? Madison Square Garden. Oh, come on, man. You can't just give these street street kids a... What what are you talking about? Billy Joel plays Madison Square Garden like every week. (laughs) You gotta put him in in the street, man, where there's like burned out cars, uh, trash cans. Make him fight in Boston. You know, it's it's, it's neutral ground. Neutral ground, yeah. See? It's like the Highlander. Yeah. Is it snowy or is it rainy is it mm. the dead of summer dead of summer in a cemetery jesus i don't know man i, I still think springsteen's got it i don't know peak joel was a little thicker man he, he looks he? Like, how do you scale it he looks he looks like he hasn't missed a meal and he's done a little boxing you know other guy hot dogs and beer man you never know <laughs> oh man i don't know about it's that nutritionally dodgy i don't know all right how about now how about now now oh, spruce i think springsteen <laughs> is in better shape now yes yeah joel is He's Joel's, soft. Joel's softened up. Yeah. Make their kids fight each other. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know anything about their kids. I, I don't know either. I couldn't really. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Let's see. Uh, we got a murder and mayhem? No, nope, we still have another question God from... God damn. Uh, Loving it. Let's see. Let me, let me bring this up. Where is it at? Okay. Former guest on the show and friend of the show, Benny Junko, asks... Well, he, he posted a picture, actually. Uh, apparently, yesterday was like the anniversary of the release of Revenge of the Nerds. Mm-hmm. And he posted a picture of the the description of the storyline of Revenge of the Nerds and the plot keywords. Uh, the fir- the very first plot keyword of Revenge of the Nerds is now rape by deception, <laughs> then breasts, then cleavage, then female pubic hair, and then shower. Apparently, there are a hun- and there are 137 keywords on this IMDb website. So his question is, all right, now, how did rape by deception make it to the first slot of the keywords listed for Revenge of the Nerds on IMDb? It's obvious in a literal sense, but is that the best or most important reference in this cult classic out of a possible 137 keywords created on the page? I mean, I don't think that that's like why Revenge of the Nerds exists as a narrative. <laughs> I I have a hard time. I mean, I know for a fact that movie couldn't be made today. No, no way. No fucking way. There's just too much. It's so There's... racist, sexist, homophobic. Everything is wrong with it, you know, but there, everything's wrong with it. Today. today today yeah back then that shit was considered a classic movie it was hilarious right you know the good guys won yeah the bad guys ate dog shit mm-hmm. 
But and you also have to think, you know, nobody's getting their their politics from Revenge of the Nerds, you know, save for maybe like Toby from American Splendor. <laughs> but I, I just I don't know. I think that there's certain, like, movies from the past we have to just kind of... You gotta grandfather them in. Yeah. I mean, you can <laughs> you can give it the context that, no, this is not okay today, yeah. but back then, that's how people... Exactly. Were. It's but, like looking into the past. You're a fucking anthropologist right. at this point. There, there, there's a criterion edition of Birth of a Nation. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Which, and literally, the KKK are the heroes of that movie. <laughs> like, yeah, weird. So, I don't know. I, I, I think you... Society isn't going to end because Revenge of the Nerds. Well, no. Revenge of the Nerds exists. But I'm sure there's people younger than you that have a different opinion. Well, they, they, there's any number of entertainment options. They don't have to watch those dusty old movies. It's fine. Mm, that's not really how things go, though. <laughs> they're like, they're not going to choose something else. They're going to choose to do something about it. Yeah. Which is get rid of your nostalgia. And I'm, I'm not particularly nostalgic about anything. So All right. I'm good. We're good. You got a uh, Murder and Mayhem? Sort of. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we're going back to New Jersey. Oh, here we go. All right. Well, not New Jersey specifically. This actually happened in Georgia. Uh, there was a young man. His name is uh, Robert Zachary Bunsa. He's 23 years old. He's uh, from Basking Ridge, New Jersey. And he was at a party on Lake Sinclair in Georgia. So I imagine these guys, it's a bunch of young dudes. They're just, you know, drinking beers, having a good time in the lake house. And suddenly they get an idea to play a game. They're going to play a game called Who Can Hold Their Breath the Longest? <laughs> Should we act this out? You, okay, you want to see who can hold their breath the longest? No. I've got an idea. <laughs> I'm not doing this, no. <laughs> Come on, pussy. <laughs> What's your idea? <laughs> Uh, up your nose with a rubber hose. Yo, uh, I can hold my breath longer than you. <laughs> I bet you you can. I bet you I can. You All ready? Right. One, Wait, two. wait, wait. Let's make this interesting. Let's make this interesting. I'm from Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hold our breaths underwater. All right. <laughs> On three. Wait, who can count to three? I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> One, <laughs> two, and a three. <gasps> we really should have this bit out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah. Uh, I won't cut that silence out. <laughs> yeah, no, keep it in. Keep it in. Oh, for dramatic Jesus. effect. My fucking heart. Okay, so this young man, uh, this this... This Robert Zachary Bunsa jumped in the water to engage in a competition to see who could hold the breath the longest. And he won. Oh, he won. He won the game. He won the game. Uh, he's still holding his breath. He, he's still holding his breath. He's, he's holding his breath in heaven. Uh, so he, he jumps in the water. He's holding his breath. Nobody notices for seven minutes oh that he's God. gone. And it was his. It was his idea. It was his idea. Yeah. <laughs> There were 15 people at this party. Uh, let's see. Uh, nobody realized he'd gone out, gotten out of the water. Um, they called the police. And then um, some guy, like, like this local cop that's nearby, came and, you know, pulled him out of the water, performed CPR for 10 to 15 minutes before the EMS arrived. Helicopter arrives, uh, pronounced him dead on the scene. And uh, that's it. So he uh, 
Yeah, the guy, he was just graduated from high school, worked a job as a waiter, died holding his breath in a lake in Georgia. That was pretty much it. Mm. So, you know. And the Earth gained the resources of one human being. <laughs> yeah, the, the space program isn't missing an astronaut. It's, it's, you know what I was thinking? <laughs> what if uh, what if that part of Dune was real? <laughs> Where they just reclaimed your water? Oh, God. <laughs> just added it to the Earth. Added it to the pile. Yep. Oh, man. I have no comment on this, really. Yeah. Just, you know. I mean, it's, shit happens. it's sad for his family. You get but- a great idea. Not a, it does it's not gonna work out every time for you. It's true. That's it. <laughs> okay, so we've already wrapped up the show and I'm editing it. What is it, Tuesday night? And yep. I for we completely forgot about the uh the termini- terminally ill man that won his uh case against Monsanto. Yeah, this is like a, a follow up <clears throat> for a story that we talked about was it a week ago or was it two weeks ago? Um I believe it was last episode. Episode yeah, okay. one twenty five. So yeah, this guy won $289 million. Uh, to Monsanto, that's not that much money, because um, they're a multi-billion dollar corporation, but I think the outcome of this case is going to have ramifications for Monsanto in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of, you know, they, they definitely showed that, you know, you can win a case against them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, there were a lot of things that were in this guy's favor, particularly, you know, that he was terminally ill and the fact that, you know, the tr- the case was tried in a San Francisco, you know, municipal court. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that and, definitely, you know. and his cancer couldn't have been caused by anything else. Right. So, I don't know. It's crazy. It's it pretty cut and dry, but, you know, th- that's the thing, though, is like with a lot of these, you know, situations with where you're dealing with a large corporation that gives you some sort of terrible illness, they think that they can just make you go away with their money, and it's nice just to see a, a precedent set where it's possible to actually strike back. Yeah. So, hopefully, anybody that else that's been harmed by their products, something will come out of this, like, you know, some kind of evidence that was uncovered for this case can be used in other cases and yeah i mean you can just get if those... anything you know like how is this going to affect like all those people that like uh where the farmers were trying to grow non-gmo crops and then the, the monsanto crops blew into their property and then monsanto sued them you know what i mean right i don't know so i guess I we're gonna know. find I think, out yeah i think that's gonna maybe hit things the right direction as far as dealing with those people and this is only in the tenfold tirade section because you know Three, four years ago, this was a conspiracy, and it was conspiracy people leading the charge. Right. Saying that this shit gives you cancer. Yeah. Nobody wanted to listen. Hopefully, fluoride is next. (laughs) (laughs) I guess Uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, man. I guess uh, that covers it. Thanks for uh, letting me call you at night and uh, patching this thing in. I was just in the middle of doing my dishes. No. Nice. (laughs) All right, man. All right, man. Take it easy. Later. So. What do you got? What do you, what do you got going on this week? What do I got going on this week? Uh, nothing much. Just same old, same old. Trying to, trying, trying to stay one step ahead of the law. <laughs> Keep on trucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Uh, our sponsor, LoneStarButton.com. Lone Star Button. Lone Star Button. Lone Star Buttons.com. Um, they are a excellent source for promotional materials if you have a project or you know whatever yeah. <laughs> something you want to promote buttons are great they're inexpensive and they look cool and yeah. people collect them like crazy you can sell them for cheap and it's free advertising where wherever they wear their denim jacket or you could give them away what i like to do is take 
take a couple pocketfuls to a concert, and then right as the band quits playing and the lights come on, dump them out of your pockets and watch the uh, frenzy. It's like a bunch of piranhas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to get in touch with LoneStarButtons.com, you can email them at info at LoneStarButtons.com, or you can call the owner, Adam Snippy Jones, at 281-798-1996. Mention the show and get some whatever you order thrown in for free. Mm-hmm. Um, Brennan, you got some social media stuff for us? Uh, yeah, you can follow us on the Instagram at Revenge of the World. We are at ROTW Podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us, Revenge of the World, on Facebook. And we have our website, revengeoftheworld.com. Also, thank you to Mockingbird Network. Um, if you want to check out some great podcasts, go to mockingbirdnetwork.com and check them out. Yes. We have no favorite for this week, but for sure we're going to look into something and I could always recommend the stacks. That's always a good show. I used to go see them live a lot. It's a lot of fun. Cool. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, Catch you next week. Gently go fuck someone. Mm -hmm.